Falling in the playoff, the, the Atlanta Hawks go ahead and take care of the Miami Heat on the road. Um, bit of a surprise, um, but they, Atlanta has one of my favorite coaches in, in Quinn Snyder. So that that you just said, they look good with Sadiq Bay. They they could be uh, they could be they could make things very interesting for that two seven matchup. It feels like they're loaded, Rodney. When I look at that team, and then with the addition of Murray this offseason, because they already were pretty good. You add Murray to the team, and then you add Sadiq Bay, like within the trade deadline, they look really good. Like they they are loaded, and everybody's healthy too. So, yeah, you you upgrade a coach, so yeah, like yeah, that just that team it looks really scary. And you know what? If one person isn't hitting, they got a bunch of scores. You got rebounders. You got defenders. You can bring people off the bench. I mean, you still got Boy uh, Boyanovic. Boyanovic. I mean, they man, they got some people on that team that can really ruin your day if you don't be careful. And they're gonna score a hundred something points plus. So I don't know how you're gonna stop that. If you if you can't score and shoot with them, like you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, and um, Trey Young basically said Quinn Snyder has gave him the green light to just shoot. So he's already been shooting. He's gonna keep <laughs> shooting. Now he's gonna be shooting even more. That's a nightmare. Jesus. Yeah. Man. So I I think this might be the most intriguing playoff that we had in a while. You know what? I definitely agree. And and that's why right now I figured no time like now, like the present, to break down some of these matchups. And you can go ahead and give me whom you think, since everything is set in stone. Well, kind of not set in stone because we still got a couple of play-ins to go. But who do you believe will win in these specific matchups? Um, do you mind if I rail off a couple of teams for you and you tell me how you feel? Okay. All right. The first one, Rodney. Now, I know you're excited about these Warriors, but they're going against a young and upcoming team in the Sacramento Kings. So you you got it right. Young, upcoming. They do have an outstanding coach in Mike Brown. Mike Brown, of course, was an assistant under Steve Kerr in Golden State. I still think Curry, Clay, Draymond, Poole, um, Wiggins, I, I guess he'll be back. Um, Kaminga is playing good. You got the seven veteran Andre Iguodala. I, I still think the the Warriors get it done, but the Sacramento is going to be a problem uh, moving forward. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Sacramento is going to be a problem, but for some reason, man, you got like you just said, you got Steph, you got the defending champs, man. You got Steph, Clay. You got Poole. They shot the most threes by by a trio um, in NBA history. And uh, right now, I don't think nobody's gonna stop that. Those guys are hitting threes at a high clip. Um, they've been it's been tough on the road for them, so it, it's kind of it, they have me nervous. So Wiggins has to come back. He has to have his mental um, intact, and they got to be ready to play. Because Sacramento, if they can steal one on the home court of Golden State, and they already got home court advantage, it lets you know that it might be a tight one. But I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Golden State in, in at least in six or seven. Uh, I got Golden State in six. Yeah, I, I like that. That sounds good, too. I like that. All right, I have another tough matchup for you. Now, I don't believe – Now, I, I'm just going to – I'm going to fast forward ahead because tonight – you got the matchup. Well, I can I can give you this matchup. You can tell me how you feel about it. That way I don't zoom ahead. How do you feel about the Lakers who play next tonight 
going against Minnesota. How do you feel about that matchup? Um, I think the Lakers are favored by seven. I feel like they should be almost favored by ten. Um, Rudy Gobert suspended. God, that has to be the worst trade in NBA history at this point. Uh, I think the I think the Lakers get it done. They send Minnesota home, and, and like I said, I don't think the game is close. Yeah, I, I honestly think they're gonna smoke them by by like fifteen plus. To be honest, like the Lakers are loaded right now, and you got a lot of former Minnesota players. On that Lakers team, you got Vanderbilt and uh, Beasley on that team, and and D'Lo. And, yeah, if I say D'Lo is a former Timberwolf too, which I yeah, think and they're pissed off. <laughs> yeah, and I think that sets up an interesting two-seven matchup between the Lakers and, and Minnesota. If, yeah, and if, I just, if you're Minnesota, if yeah, if you're Sacramento, uh, Memphis, you you. Had to be trying to avoid having to play um, <laughs> like this. Like you win a two seed and your consolation prize is LeBron and a, a refocused and healthy AD. So, right, like with a bunch of shooters around them, and like it's enough people to give to give Memphis a, a run for their money and give them a hard time. You can throw D'Lo at a. You can throw D'Lo in there as a defender. Um, you can against Ja. You can throw Schroeder in there as a defender against Ja. Uh, it's just so many different defenders you can throw at him that can soak up fouls because Ja is unstoppable. But at the same time, now you got to stop. You got Jaron Jackson against a good matchup against AD, and then LeBron. I LeBron and Dylan Brooks isn't a matchup. I, I'm not going to even sit up here and pretend like that's a matchup. <laughs> LeBron's going to score 40, probably 35 a game. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like uh, it's. it's it's going to be tough. Um, okay, so with that being said, how do you feel about that matchup? Because I honestly believe that the Lakers are going to beat Minnesota tonight easily. So how do you feel about that Grizzlies against Lakers matchup, and where do you see that going? Um, I have Lakers in six. Wow. Wow, that is tough, man. I'm going to I'm gonna turn up one for you. I say Lakers in five. I, I almost said five, but I, I think – Memphis will get one at home. I think the Lakers here for the Memphis, and I think Memphis will get one in L.A. I believe the Lakers might win uh, the first game in Memphis. It's going to be a shocker. They're going to win that first game. They might lose a second, but after that, Memphis won't win another game. I believe Lakers will win the next two at home, then they'll close them out in Memphis, and that'll be it. So I, that's why I said Lakers in five. I hope Memphis, if once Memphis gets rocked the first game, I hope they can bounce back and win that second game because you got the home crowd behind them and you're going to hear whoop that trick. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so my next one, Rodney. How do you feel? We just knew that the Hawks just advanced. How do you feel about the Hawks going against the Boston Celtics? Uh, um, Atlanta's hopped. Quinn Snyder, I think Atlanta's one year away from hitting their stride under Quinn Snyder. <clears throat> Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus, I'm a basket case, but <laughs> smart. I, I got Boston at five. Man, you know what makes a, a huge difference in that? Man? I love Jalen Brown. I love Tatum. But if they don't, they don't step up. And I love Smart too, and they got a bunch of great players on their team too. You know, you, you got uh, Brogdon on that team now. You still got Horford, uh, Williams is back healthy. That's a nice. This is going to be a great matchup because you got great rebounding, you got great scores. Trey Young, I'm, I know he wins. The, if you go tit for tat on who wins the matchups, it's kind of even when you think about it. I love Tatum. Um, I think Tatum is like the X factor because all you can do is throw people at him. He's the X factor for Boston on I'm, either team. I'm right? going to give you another X factor because mm-hmm. I feel like they'll put Marcus Smart on Trey Young. So it's uh, I think Marcus Smart on the defensive end is an X factor. Well, 
See, now that's what I'm worried about because <clears throat> they got Murray, and I, I believe Murray, I love Trey Young. Trey Young's going to get his points because he can shoot and he can drive to the to the lane. I don't want to draw too many fouls on uh on Smart because that'll get him out the game early. I'm really – I think Murray – Murray might be a problem. I, I like Murray and Jalen Brown matchup. I think they both even each other out because Murray is really great and, and Brown is really great. Maybe that Williams-Capella matchup, who can get the most rebounds because these teams jack up threes like it's nobody's business. So <laughs> maybe maybe who can get 15, 20 rebounds a game between Williams and Capella because nobody else is underneath the hoop. I think Capella had like – how many rebounds did Capella have tonight? He had like fifteen rebounds. Yeah. Because teams were just shooting the ball like crazy. But uh, I think I'm 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 gonna ride with you on that one. You know what? Okay, I say the game goes to seven. (laughs) I say Boston in seven. Okay. I think it's gonna go to seven. Because you're gonna have both of them having cold shooting nights, and I want to see how the Celtics do without Udoka. They'll be fine. You think they'll be fine? Because I mean, he was—he did some good coaching last year, man. I think he—he—he he, he did. Some yeah, I know. I know a team Jeffrey. with a three-one-three area code that should be giving him a phone call, but uh, you know what? I believe he will be the next coach. He just came. Well, he came from the Pistons and um and went to Boston. So I think that's what how it went. He came from the Nets to the Pistons and then went to Boston. So I think he comes back to the Pistons, but this time as a head coach. I agree. I agree with that one, Ronnie. I like that move. That's a good move. Um, another one before we move on to another subject, because I know you, we got a couple other things to talk about. So this next matchup is, is going to be really tough, and I really wanted to ask you about this one first because I know you're a huge fan of the Clippers. But they have their work cut out for them going against the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant. So I don't do don't like this matchup. You probably don't have Paul George at all this series. They won't. You got the, they won't. Got the claws. You got Tyron Lue. I don't think the Clippers have enough. I hate to say. Russell's been playing good. Yeah, I hate to say this, but I got Phoenix in seven. You know what? You might be right about. It. I say the game goes seven two. I think, I think it kind of goes on Chris Paul. You're going against an old Chris Paul against a, a Russ that's rejuvenated and <laughs> and running full length, sprinting down the court, dunking and doing. It's like Russ done went to a time machine since he went to the Clippers. Um, Chris Paul, he got to show me something, man. You got to show me something, CP3. I know he still got the jump shot, but if he can't play any defense, which has been Awful for him these past couple of years because he done lost a step. Where do they go as far as defense? Because you got you got Kevin Durant, you got Booker, you got uh, Aiden. Aiden's defense hasn't been that great either. It looked like it's a pretty good matchup. If honestly, if the Clippers had Paul George, I would say the Clippers would win that matchup. But it's gonna be a tough one, Rodney. Uh, Phoenix and Phoenix and seven. I got you, Phoenix and seven too. I agree with you. Phoenix and seven for sure. Um, in other news, Rodney, our Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> See how you laughed? I, I laughed too in the inside. Uh, they disappointed me already. You got people not even wanting to play anymore saying that they, they need a mental health break. The season just started. And you <laughs> We already got a few players saying that their mental is messed up and they can't play. Um, and these guys are making millions of dollars, and they say that they can't play because their mental health is is at risk. And uh, got a lot of disappointed Detroit fans, man. And I don't know what we're going to do from here because they're saying that they're not bringing anybody else in. They're saying that they want to build off the players that they have. But the players that we have are trash. Just gonna be honest with you. Yeah, so I I never expected 
anything from the Tigers this year. If they win 60 games, it will surprise me. I I just it, it confuses me, Rodney, because you paid all this money and you got these guys, right? You brought in Baez. Yeah, it was, was, a, was a terrible acquisition. One of the worst acquisitions. Man, this guy I, signed the deal. I, I ranked that up there with the Rudy Gobert trade. So out of the games this season, Rodney, this man only has two runs and one RBI. He, we just paid him like a hundred and he might have more errors than he has runs. Yeah, it, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I, I don't know. He's he's been two for twenty this year. That's how he's just been horrible. And all the rest of them have been really bad along with him, too. I just I just I'm confused and I don't know where we go with this one. And Austin Meadows talking about his anxiety. And they put him on it. That's what I, I mentioned. Austin uh, Meadows with his uh his anxiety messing up. And he can't he can't play. Uh, he was also awful. He only has two RBIs on the season. So yeah, just disappointments room. I expect the Tigers probably to win 50, 60 games this season. If that, it's that bad. Yeah, I automatically had him pegged for the number one pick going into the season. So <laughs> get the the giveaways ready because that's the only way you're going to get some fans. You got to give away some free stuff because they're unwatchable. Yeah, they're, they're definitely unwatchable. I, honestly, you couldn't really pay me to watch them. I, I really don't care to watch them right now. It, it's frustrating. If you watch them on TV, you want to break a remote. Right now, they're playing against Toronto in Toronto. They're losing nine to three. It's just you have no hitting, no pitching. The closer, no, who the no hell is the closer? No. <laughs> it's just all bad. It's all bad. Um, I'm currently playing fantasy baseball. You know, I play fantasy everything, Rodney. I have not one. Detri- I had a couple Tigers. I had Baez. I got rid of all of them. It's a fire sale. <laughs> I don't want none of them on my team. I got rid of all of them. So, yeah, I, I can't do it. I can't deal with them. Yeah, I'm, I I don't expect too much of of the Tigers. Um, I'm, this is the rebuild to the rebuild, so... <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, it is. It's the rebuild to the rebuild. Um, In other news, your Lions made a surprise move today. Oh, yeah. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about right here. This is <laughs> rub my hands together. So, well, they, well, two surprising things happened today. They they brought in Hinda Hooker for a interview and had Hendon Hooker not got hurt, he might have been the number one pick in this year's draft. So, do they go quarterback? And then they trade Jeff Okuda for a fifth-round pick. Yes, yes. Well, well, what he's worth. Actually, Rodney, hold on, wait. Let me chime in and say something else. When you said bringing in Hooker was the was the first thing, I thought that you were going to go a whole other route. So three good things happened then. They have the Lions down for five potential primetime games, key games. Thursday night football, here we come. Sunday night football, here we come. Monday night football, here we come. We're coming, Rodney. The Lions are coming. Restore the roar. Okay, one pride. We're going to have some night games, Rodney. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, Jeff Okuda probably means that 18, one of those first four picks is a corner. Um, Yeah. Brad Guy, Brad Holmes has his eye on somebody. I do believe that, um, that he believes is going to be a different maker there. I think it's got to be at 18 because you get the, the guaranteed uh, fifth-year option. Um, so there's obviously somebody that the, the Lions um, have identified, they feel comfortable with. 
Um, that's going to be one of your long-term solutions um, to go with Cam Sutton because the other two guys you brought in are basically on one-year prove-it deal. So. so I just, I've been reading certain things, and um, I saw the Lions, they, they talk with Wilson. Um, I don't think Wilson's going to probably fall. I, I still believe Carter will be right there. Um, well, did you see? Um, I know Mel Kuyper is usually not right, but did you see his latest mic draft that came out today? I don't know. I didn't, but I've been seeing like everybody else's. I saw Wilbur Sports do their mock draft and everybody else. And well, you know, I, I, Oh, go ahead, bro. Yeah, Mel Kuyper, I think, had the most interesting one today that I've seen today because it's a perfect scenario for the, the Lions. I don't I don't know if it pay pull if it actually happens this way, but it would be the perfect scenario. Okay. What did he have? You have I'm excited. You have four quarterbacks going to first four picks with Tennessee trading up to three. And it's a surprising move at the five, the, the pick right before the Lions, you have Seattle um, picking Jalen Carter, but Will Anderson falling to the Lions at six. Oh, wow. See, I've been hearing about that. I've been hearing about that, and I really – I don't think they can pass up on Anderson. I mean, with Carter having his issues, I don't think they'll pass up. I would love for them to do that, but – I just think Anderson is like right now. Anderson is better than Carter, but both of them are great. Yeah, both so of them are great. I saw that at eighteen, he got he had the Lions going. B. John Robinson. I don't, I don't see. First of all, with the with the Jeff Okuda move today, I think the more likely scenario is you you get at least two defense. I, I feel like you go defense at six and eighteen now. Um, I, agree. I also don't see the Lions in in the market for a running back, um, particularly in in the first two rounds, maybe round three, maybe with the second of their second round picks. But I I don't see them going. I feel like you can get a quality running back later in the draft. I agree, and you you know what you you had mentioned earlier. You had mentioned about when you are in the the in that first round draft. You do get that uh, fifth-year option uh, type of deal. And I've been hearing great things about a guy from Michigan. They say he needs a little bit more work, but I heard he's been really going beast mode in, uh, in Mozzie Smith. Now, i also seen a mock draft where the Lions pick up Carter and Mozzie Smith, and they beef up on defense. So when guys get tired, you bring in another person in. It's like you, you're bringing in nothing but dogs off the bench, and they're loading up. I heard that Azalome can also be that type of player too, where you, you really he's not really a legit starter in my opinion. I think he was the weak point on our defense. So now you can load him up and you can bring all these different guys off the bench, and I think we're going to have a loaded team. I think our team will be loaded, especially if you make that move. Yeah, so the Jeff Okuda move freed up a little bit over $5 million, so I, I – I think Brad Holm has also identified another free agent possibly that he wants to bring in too. I, I just feel like this is a one of those moves to set up another move. What that move yeah. is exactly, I don't know. I trust out, out of all the GMs that are in Detroit right now, I probably trust Brad Holm the most. You know what? I definitely agree with that. I, man, Brad Holmes has to be one of the best GMs, man, that we ever had. I think he might be the best GM that we ever had, in all honesty. The way he – we got nine draft picks, and we have a nice roster, a nice young roster, and we got nine draft picks ready to come in. And like I, that's, a, that's incredible. And I guess the thing with the draft pick that, that intrigued me is – you're in position to take the best available player. Kind of regardless of position. Like you could justify like of course you want to beef up the D line, but you could technically justify t- taking an O lineman uh, 
in the second round, you could justify taking the if the if a wide receiver is the best player on your board, you take them. Um, so it, it you actually have enough leverage if you really wanted to 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 be that team you could load up and and have three first round draft picks you have two seconds in the fifth to to trade back into the first round if you want to towards the end right and then the best move about that too is once you got rid of okuda you freed up all that money that he was making too so that makes so much sense now you can afford to pay all these guys and these rookies and these draft picks and it's just and the Lions are doing a damn good job, man. That Holmes is doing a great job. And I heard it's a guy down in Tampa Bay that looking for a new home that's requested a trade too. So I think that'll be a good fit also if you wanted to go ahead and uh send some of those draft picks too. Yeah, so um the Lions will be very busy in the next couple especially the draft we we already saw last year that brad holmes is not afraid to make a deal to go get his guy if if i heard somebody um on the radio today complaining if the lions get in the hooker they would rather have um teddy bridgewater as the backup my thing is watching hooker um at tennessee it's a better athlete than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he's younger. He's not a super young quarterback, but I I feel like he could be the a quarterback that you let Jared Goff groom and then maybe bring in a little bit later, whether next year or two years from now. You know, I definitely agree. I think that I think that Hooker fits us better at bridge. I'm not a Bridgewater guy. I've just, I've, I've never been a Teddy Bridgewater is, guy. Is it the gloves? It's always been the gloves for me. The gloves irritate me. It was the gloves. And then he got injured so fast. And then somehow he got an infection and it just felt like he just was never the same player from when he first came. And I, I just, I don't know. I just never was a fan of his, um, and like I said, you got a young man with Hooker too. I know he's been injured quite a few times, but I think now you get a real legit, uh, legit training staff, NFL training staff. I think they'll really take care of him. Not saying that Tennessee didn't have a legit staff too, but I think that they'll take good care of him here. And he gets to sit down and sit back behind golf for a year or two, maybe a, a couple more years, and, and see how that goes. I think he'll be ready to go. I think that'll be a good move. Okay, so um, last, well, one more NFL question. The Baltimore Ravens signed Odell Beckham Jr. Does that point to Lamar Jackson coming back? Okay, so you, you pay this man. Now, I think that, that brings him back, but does that not piss him off? Did you know that all the Lions wide receivers that are signed Make less than what Odell, Odell's making eighteen million for his one season. All the Lions players combined don't make that much in one season. Over a span of a few seasons, yeah, but this one, this season right here, none of the Lions receivers that are signed currently make that much in one season. So, does this not piss Lamar Jackson off that they went out and they spent eighteen million dollars on a wide receiver, and they won't pay this man his money? Just kind of, <laughs> I don't know if that pisses him off. I don't know because I think Odell probably is the best wide receiver that he's played with, with at this point, right? Yeah, you might be right about that. Because just I'm just not talking tight end, but I'm I'm just saying because it would have to like if he plays next year, Odell might be because. Who's, who's closest to Odell? Hollywood Brown might be the, the next closest. Right. And, like, I still think that they're not done. Um, okay, so one more question before we move on to to our picks for our, our uh, hip-hop groups. 
Okay, so I did mention that key player from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's asking for a trade. Um, of course, it's Devin White. Um, if anybody knows about Devin White, he was the fifth overall pick in 2019, which was only a few years ago. Um, and now he's requesting a trade. And they say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't interested in trading him. They want to definitely keep him. But what will it take? What will it take for us to to retain White from Tampa Bay? Um, I would be willing to part with a second and fifth. I was thinking the same thing too. I was like, wow, if we if we can do a second and a fifth. That's why I believe that we wind up trading and getting that fifth round pick. If we can give a second and a fifth for him, I think that'd be really good too. And he really doesn't make that much money. So that'd be really a great pickup. I think the Lions should go ahead and try to do that. Yeah. That'd be a good move. He's a sideline, a sideline linebacker. He's a different maker. You get him, you're you're definitely better um, up the middle. Yeah, now, now you can probably definitely go after edge rusher, because um, that's what we were trying to get for Carter. We wanted to get somebody that was that can clog up that middle. Um, that's why I really wanted to get Carter because I believe that the other player, the other two uh, that are available are edge rushers, and they'll be on the opposite end of Hutch. But I, we're weak in that middle, so I that's what really has me kind of nervous because we were getting uh, destroyed up the middle. So hopefully Bucks is, is, uh comes in and is better and can hold that middle down because people were just running on us like crazy. Watching that Panthers game is so painful. And they showed a replay of that game. It, I hate to watch it because they just ate us up, man, just running straight through the middle. It's painful. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's something if you Brad Holmes, you 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 look up you look at it upgrades your, your linebacking core. Um it, shoot. Michael uh Rodrigo, Asaloni, White pretty good tandem. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was like, man. If they can, if they can possibly get, uh, if they can get Mozzie Smith, man, and get Carter, I would like to see both. Both of them can't be bust. You, you see how you see how I'm playing that? It reminds me of like when the uh, when the uh, the Redskins at the time. Now they're the Commanders. Remember when they picked up RG three and Kirk Cousins? They both can't be bad. Somebody, you got so one of those guys got to be a winner. But so you, how do you feel about that? Do you think the Lions would be smart? Because I've seen that on a couple people, um, mock draft. The Lions picking uh, Carter first at six, and then at eighteen, getting Mozzie Smith. Yeah, um, eighteen might be a little high for me for Mozzie Smith. I see the. I think the Cowboys might pick him up at twenty. I best. I think. I believe if the Lions don't pick him up at eighteen, I believe the Cowboys will be right there at twenty, and a couple other teams looking for the next best thing, and that might be him, because he did have a breakout uh, season for the Wolverines. It's a key factor. Needs a little work though. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm never. Well, of course, we're Lions fans, but so you always are excited about the draft. But this this draft has some new excitement because not only is it the draft and the draft for the Lions Super Bowl the last decade, but <laughs> never going into a draft have we had so much draft capital and been the favorite to win a division for the upcoming season. So. Yeah, no, I I agree. I never seen our division down because our division was always ruled by by certain quarterbacks or mainly the ones that were in Green Bay. It was always ruled by either Brett Favre and then here comes Aaron Rodgers. So you had those two that were just running things for the longest. 
And then even when Brett Favre wound up moving on, that's why I said with Brett Favre, because he wound up going to Minnesota and then they were kicking our butts. Then we couldn't catch a break because they would have excellent uh, wide receivers, excellent running backs. He had to deal with Adrian Peterson for so long. Then he had to deal with the Bears defense for so long. It just it felt like we never could catch a break because all the teams around us were so good in our division. But now we're that team. I think we have the best quarterback. We might have the best running backs as a tandem. I think we have the probably the second. Okay, we might be tied up in wide receivers because I, I think St. Brown is just as good as Jefferson and DJ. I, I just I, I think I think we're really good. I think we actually have a good chance to win. I think we are the favorite to win. I think the defense is great. I think the offense is great. Guys have identities. It just it feels like this is our this is us like this is our year or next few years at that depending on this draft like this draft is really important. Yeah, so yeah, this the Lions could be set up to to rule the division for the next I don't I don't know five to six years. So and I'm intrigued because I, I wish I could actually go to the draft because it's in Kansas City. So. But next year is here, so. Yeah, save your coins, bro. We're going <laughs> to the one next year, man. Save your coins. We can, Man, we're going to have a blast. I, I can't wait. I think next year's draft is going to be even better, and it's going to mean so much more. Um, I think we steady making moves. I think, man, I'm excited about this draft in Detroit. It's going to be a party. Yeah, so. God, it's it's funny the the NFL is so big. I I don't think I can't remember the last podcast we did where the NFL was wasn't mentioned. Yeah, man, like even when it's not any news, it's news. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, because the Super Bowl was what February twelfth or something. Here we are on April the eleventh, so two yeah, two full months. After uh, Super Bowl, and he, here we are still discussing the NFL. That's not marketing one on one. I don't know what it is. And we didn't even shine light. So we didn't shine light on like we did mention how stupid Rudy Gobert was for uh, swinging on his teammate. We didn't mention Plumlee and Terrence Mann um, getting into a scuffle. The news in the NFL is just so much more bigger. It's just so much more bigger. Um, I don't know what it is about this weather, too, Rodney, mentioning that. Because if, if people realize, we usually do our podcast and release it on Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, but this one kind of like deep into the week. We usually do like a middle one, and it's usually like a 30-minute. But uh, everybody's just been aggro everywhere you go. Or maybe it's a change in the weather. Um, yeah, it's starting to get warm. <laughs> People and everybody's just upset. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I ran into a situation. Of course, you know me and Rodney have other jobs outside of our podcast. Hopefully one day we'll be big as uh, all the smoke and the rest of those guys. And we, this will be our main jobs. But um, I had a situation where some people got into it and, you know, it's Sometimes you just got to stay a little later than usual to fill out paperwork. But, you know, things happen. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we're going to move on to our best groups because now this is this is what I've been waiting on this whole week, man. I, I've been sitting here fighting with my pencil, scribbling anything <laughs> in and out. The... So this pen is mad at me, Rodney. It's like, why are you erasing me? I think the eraser doesn't even have an eraser on it no more. The eraser head is gone. So I don't. I'm yeah. nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. So we're in the top ten, doing ten through five, ten ten through six today. Um, if you want to hear eleven through twenty, go check out the last two podcasts. I'll kick things off. My number 10 group is somebody that was already on your list. Pioneer group. But I got Boogie Down Productions. 
I, I feel mm-hmm. hell they were part of the first rap <laughs> rap beef just just so much um history there uh, with with the boogie down productions where there's the bridge is over god yeah you uh, you 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 can't have a list and not be on there right it's just it was so many different things that happened with Boogie Down Productions where it felt like they couldn't uh, because I felt like they should have still been you know relevant and going on and thriving even to this day but I don't know man sometimes things just don't work out and a lot of things behind the scenes but they definitely like if I could have put them in my top ten, I surely would have. I guess I was going off the longevity thing, so. Yeah. But yeah. Um, for my number ten. So last week, as we concluded, Rodney had mentioned the locks, and I said that I have them just inside my top ten. I have the locks as my next pick. Um. Like I said, I would have had them even even further. I was listening to Jim Jones talk, and Jim Jones was like, "They beat them so bad <laughs> that, <laughs> that did, you, did you? I know you heard this, Rodney. He was <laughs> like, "They beat them so bad that Jada Kiss could have came out. The locks in general, or Jada Kiss could have came out with like eight songs. They could have pulled eight old songs that they already had previously recorded, put them out, and it would have went platinum. Like that's how bad they beat them. And I was like, "Damn! Like that makes so much sense." Um, yeah, I'm definitely rolling with the locks at number ten, man. Like, you you can't go wrong with with Styles and Jada and Sheik, man. Those guys, man. Mr. Money, Power, Respect. Uh, we always love Big Papa. I, I love those guys. We gonna make it. Um, off the Rough Riders albums, they always had some hits. So, they need a ride or die chick. You know how that go. Yeah, shout out to the locks. Um... Hell, they were one of the first people signed to Bad Boy to to leave. Yeah, they had the street team out there. I, mm-hmm. I remember those man trying to leave, and they were. I never seen nothing like that too, where uh, an artist was signed. They were the first ones to actually come out, and, and uh, while they were with that with, with Bad Boy, and they they came out, and they were like basically going against them. And I was like, how the hell does that even work? But. <laughs> They were rally, they had rallies, they had guys with picket signs, all types of stuff. I remember watching TRL and all that stuff, man. It just was crazy. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to the likes, shout out to Styles, Sheik, and of course the uh, Jada Kiss. My number nine is another group that was already on your list. Their music just hit streaming for the first time, and like a month ago, I got De La Soul. Oh man, man, I love me some daylight so yeah. Oh man, that's what I, I was and that was another that's another group that I love. And um You went for the cause of the longevity or Yeah, yeah it just it was the longevity because I know that they came out with some other songs too, because I used to I love that song that they came out with too, um when they had Shaka Khan, it was the Ain't All Good. And like when they were in the car wash, I thought that was a dope song. But it felt like um you know, since then, then they really didn't make too many other songs. Um, they had the songs with the, uh, um, dang it, what's with the Gorillas? They had the uh, song with the Gorillas uh, that they came, and that was the last time that I actually heard from De La Soul in, mm-hmm. until the uh, the passing of one of the members uh, not too long ago. So yeah. Tommy Boy Productions, shame on you for holding those guys hostage <laughs> and stopping them from being great. Yeah, they were like the rap Aaliyah uh, for a long time <laughs> with, you know, Aaliyah. Uh, which is interesting because Aaliyah catalog finally got released like mm, a little under a year now and then you finally get their, their catalog released, so. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I never understood that how guys can just hold certain uh, artists hostage, especially in, in movies too. Because Ice Cube had mentioned that off of Friday and everything too, how they held his, uh, how they're holding his movie series hostage, and I thought that was just crazy. Um, after a movie production or a film company goes down and it gets bought by another one, 
And then that company says, well, I don't want to come out with any more series for this. It just, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. So, but I have another group, man. And I know that we, I have another group and this is my list, you guys. So, um, I know you guys are going to probably think this is a, a little crazy. Um, cause I, I got a couple, I'm going to throw, um, I'm going to throw public enemy in there at eight at nine. Now I know Rodney had them a little bit higher in his list and people thought that I would have them lower. Cause I, I love uh, fear of a black planet. I love a, a lot of uh, public enemy, but I actually have them at nine. I know. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. Rodney had them. Where'd you have them at Rodney? Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I was kind of surprised. I have them at 15. Yeah, yeah, you did have them at 15. I'm looking at my list. I had D12 at 2019 was two like yeah, Dipset 18. Yep, you did. You had them at 15. Um, yeah, I I was really surprised by that, but yeah, I I, I couldn't pass up Flavor Flav and Chuck D, man. They're, <laughs> they're my guys, man. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, and Chuck D fly, not Chuck D, Flavor Flay fly, Spirit, so. Yeah, he stays in Michigan, man, so, of course. Yeah, I'm mad so... that I didn't get a chance to try the Flavor Flay's chicken that he had open here before it closed. Yeah, who knows, it might open again. Uh, <laughs> you might be able to catch him at a Michigan game this, this season, so. He was there this past season too. Yeah, and he was there like five Pistons games. I'm like, yo, and they keep showing him on the screen. So, going with another group that was already on your list. Really, they have one hot album, but that hot album is a classic. Uh oh, I already know who this is. I'm talking about the Fugees. Yeah. <laughs> When you, as soon as you said they had one hot album, like they riding, I never <laughs> seen somebody ride the high. They've been riding, album. they've been riding that album what three decades now. Three and Lauryn Hill's <laughs> album, like I never seen anybody ride those. Two, those two albums have to be the most written albums over three decades, and nobody never questions it either. I think we're the only ones to question it. Like, what's going on here? Like we. <laughs> Yeah, but nope. if you if you put on "Killing Me Softly," everybody's gonna start singing along. Exactly, like "Killing Me Softly." Um, even even Fuji La La, like mm-hmm. like all, yeah, you, you no arguments here. You put on you put on any of Lauren Hill songs, no arguments. And matter of fact, it sounds so good, and the production is so good on these albums and the vocals. It sounds like the shit just came out like the other day. Like, I'm dead serious. You never hear a Fuji remastered album because it doesn't need to be remastered. You notice that? Yeah, it it definitely. uh, Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if we can get a, like, a a few, like, get them together, do, like, a reunion, something. I'm hoping so because they they need that reunion, Rodney. They really do. I know Lauren Hill. What I think didn't uh, a couple of them like uh, a couple key members like pass away. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. I, still I got Wyclef and, and Lauren though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You still got Wyclef and Lauren. That is very true. Man, that's a that's a good pick, man. I I, I had them up so high, man. I just. Yeah, I don't know, man. It felt like I should have had them a little bit lower, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Um, I guess I have a couple more controversial picks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I know that it not, you know, we get into the bread and butter, right? So now we at number eight. And it's, and Rodney, I know me and Rodney, we butt heads on a couple of uh, groups. Um, but I 
think for this one right here, man, I know this might be very controversial for a lot of people. <sighs> man. Damn, Rodney, I'm nervous about saying it, man. I'm nervous about saying it. But I'm going to go with the Wu-Tang Clan number eight. <laughs> okay, look. I love the Wu-Tang Clan. I think the first album is, is classic, right? And the, But when they separated, the singles alone was, like, really good. I know they really iconic because, like, they're one of the first major big groups with so many people in their group to come out and, and really take New York by storm. So that, I, I understand that. I was going to put them in my top five, but then when I realized something, when you go to Wu-Tang and you go to, like, their singles, like, do they have better singles and better hits than N.W.A.? No. Not big ones, right? Not better, bigger hits than... Outcast, they don't even have better, bigger hits than a tribe called Quest or Run DMC. Like, when you think about it, like, I love Wu Tang Clan, but as a group, I don't think they have bigger hits than those groups that I just named. So, and some of those groups are ahead of them. So, yeah, it's not too controversial, and you'll see why in a minute, but. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, okay. Now I'm nervous as hell. Where the hell you got them right there too, Rodney? Oh, man. So let, let me get to my, <laughs> what am I on, number seven? Yeah, you're on number seven. So I'm on a a pair. I got Eric B and Rakim um, at seven. Okay. That's about, that's about the same. Yeah. Body of Works, Paid in Full, Classic. Um, God, they're really when we talk about the DJ and, and the rapper combo, they they are they are number one when it comes to just making it work. Um, too bad, uh, Eric B solo project ain't go well. Um, if you ever want to know what happened, why they why they split up, read uh, Ry Kim's book, uh, Sweat the Technique. Um, it gives a lot of good details on, on what was going on behind the scenes. But musically, when when they were putting out albums, Rakim was at the top of his game. Eric B was at the top of his game. They they both were, were one-two um, when it came to, to, to where they were. So, No, I agree with that. I agree with that. That that makes so much sense. I definitely agree with that. And I, I have them at uh, seven also. So, Rodney, if you want to move to it, I agree with that. And, um, okay. yeah, that's why. I, and that's and I have them ahead of Wu-Tang. I, I was fighting back and forth and everybody. Well, I love Wu-Tang. I know they raw. It was like raw, gritty New York. But when you hear Don't Sweat the Technique and you hear that big, that beat line, that mm-hmm. doom, 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 I mean, that alone just caught me like I. You know, I. It's just that that's just that's just me. Yeah, so we flipped them because I got Wu Tang at six. Okay, all right. So that's what that's what it. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, for a lot of the reasons why you said, I feel like their solo projects kind of overshadow anything that they were able to do as a as a group even though 36 chambers is a classic and like you said the, the singles weren't as good as, as some of the other people on this list but yeah, yeah you're right right the singles don't stand out yeah when i i'm gonna i think when people talk about wu-tang as a group they're just lumping all of their individual projects together Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right about that. That's what they do. They just basically like lump all of them together. Yeah, like I hear somebody say 30, 36 chambers, and then they'll mention like a old old dirty bastard album and a Method Man album, and then even sometimes the Blackout albums. I'm like, Red Man technically wasn't even part of Wu Tang, but okay. 
that's what I was saying. Like they basically just like lumped them together. You like no, like this. <laughs> no, that, that's just not what how it's supposed to be. But no, I I definitely agree with you on that, and and that's why I had them ranked up a little bit higher than what they were, man. I, a lot of people. I think I, I love the symbol. I love, you know, the, they the first ones to kind of throw the kung fu sounds and stuff in there. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I think the series is dope too. That gives you like the origin story and, you know, of course some of it is fabricated, but it's pretty dope, man. I, yeah, I love Wu Tang Clan. So everybody, don't beat me up. I'm <laughs> don't sorry. Be, don't beat us up. <laughs> don't beat us up. You're right. Um, all right. So I know this might be controversial, also, but. This one of my favorite groups, man, and um, I know me and Rodney, we we be talking junk all the time, and um, I think that Rodney's a huge fan of, of this uh, of this DJ and producer. I'm a huge fan of him too. Um, I didn't want to see him work with Nas again, but um, he, now he know who I'm talking about. But um, I, I, I actually like his work with Royce Five Nine more than I like his work with Nas. So, um, and I'm a huge Guru fan. I thought Guru was so dope. Um, I got Gangstar as my number six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Gangstar is on my list, but they're in the top five, so. Damn. I knew you was going to have them in your top five. I knew you was going to have them in your top five. Yeah, I'm a huge Gangstar fan, man, and. Yeah, man, I should have had them in my top five too. So, you're but this this like the meat and potatoes now, man. Yeah, so you'll just have to wait and see where I have, where I have game start. But there, um, hell, I wanted to put prime, <laughs> like slash prime, but yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, prime is so good. Those albums are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and but I feel you with the Nas one because Nas has been on such a run with Hip Boy. It's like I don't even want to see the DJ premiere at, or um, I know at one time he wanted to do an album fully produced by Dre. I'm like I don't even want to see either one of them anymore. But yeah, I'm like I don't need it no more. Nas like stick to what's good right now. Like you and Hip Boy got a good thing going on. Like don't fuck this up. Just like I was kind of upset that um. Uh, that uh, Royster Five Nine and DJ Premier kind of gave it a break for a minute. Now I kind of miss it because I thought those albums were so dope. But it's like I'm waiting forever for another Watch the Throne or. Yeah, and I don't think we yeah. are ever going to get that. They don't say. We never going to get that ever again. Better oh, Rodney, wait a minute. Hold on. I know it's time to go, but we haven't been checking out any of the new albums lately and um, and putting them out. To give people a feel of what's new in hip hop, um, I did have one album that I listened to that I thought was pretty dope, and uh, and I think you should probably give it a listen because we were just talking about how groups aren't coming together no more and they're not doing their thing. But uh, uh, Ray Shrimmer came out with a, uh, another album, and I thought it was pretty dope. It's a pretty decent listening album. Yeah, I'll give it a listen. Yeah, give it a listen, man. It's not that bad. Um, of course, I think that it always can be better than what it is, but um, yeah, it's not bad at all. They got a and Drake has a new single out that Search and Rescue. I think that song is annoying as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but check out that Shrimp for Life album. That's the name of it. Um, it's pretty dope. I didn't listen to DJ Drama album. I didn't listen to Daniel Caesar's album. I'm sorry. Damn, I didn't even listen to Kim album. There's a lot of stuff I didn't listen to. But I'm, I'm going to work on it. Larry June, we owe you a listen to. So I think the next the next podcast will kind of uh, B.O.B. So it's just so many other. Chloe. It's, it's so many people we haven't listened to. But um, Wait a minute. I missed the B.O.B. album. Yeah, we missed the B.O.B. album, too, that just came out. Yeah, and, like, Chloe, I, I listened to some of Chloe's album. I thought it was pretty dope. It's not that bad. Not gonna lie and say I didn't listen to it. I listened to some of it, but I didn't listen to B.O.B. album. Some of these, it was so many albums that came out, I just, like, skimmed through them. 
Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that BLB album tomorrow. Yeah, and I feel so bad for not listening to DJ Drama album because he really been pushing it. He was going. Uh, remember, he was going back doing the Juice thing, doing mm-hmm. the scenes from Juice with different stars in there. Like he was really pushing it for that album, and like we still didn't listen to it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Oh, and I don't like uh, the 06 Gucci Man song with the baby and 21 yeah. Savage. I thought that was, yeah, that's, that shit's corny. Yeah, so we we got some homework, got some albums to listen to. And we also have to reveal our top five groups of all time. You already know, um, Guru and, and DJ Premier is in, in my top five. Find out who else. And we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.